The Life and Stories of Callum Knightworthy, Archival Assistant at the Magnus Institute, London. Begin recording. Right, I'm being sort of held hostage in this building because Mr. Sims seems to have some sort of power trip going on and he's a little bit unhinged. So I've hauled myself up in my office and I'm going to record this statement that's been bugging me for the last two weeks. Statement of Erin Chains regarding her son. Statement begins. Yada yada works at the Magnus Institute. Fuck me. Anyway. Statement begins. I'm gonna cut right to the chase here. I'm here to figure out who took my son. I don't care about your formalities or your bureaucratic bullshit. All I want to do is figure out who took my son. I know you don't do missing persons reports, so I'm delighted to assure you that he is home. But I know for a fact that my boy did just walk into the woods and come out the shell of a person that is sitting on my couch. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to listen to this statement and do the research that you do, because I've heard about you people. You take in all details about these people's lives, and then you figure out what happened. So I beg of you to figure out what happened here. I'm not here to tell you about all my personal shit. I'm not here to detail everything about my little boy's life so you can figure out what went wrong or whether or not he's some sort of demon. I just want you to confirm a suspicion that I have. That people have been calling me crazy for. My son goes to a school in Sheffield. It's a private primary school. He gets good marks. He has a good home life. And don't mistake my aggression for anything more than the fervour to figure out what happened to my son, because my boy is so very loved and so well cared for. I am just angry. Because the school did nothing. He went missing at recess, and me and my husband dropped him off at school, easy as what, as usual. Went to work. Not a call, not a text, not an email, nothing to indicate that my son had gone missing from the grounds. I found out when I went to pick him up from school. He said, Mrs. James, we couldn't find him. I said, what do you mean you couldn't find him? How do you lose a six-year-old? It's really hard. Have you ever met a six-year-old? They don't leave the, your side half the time, let alone wander off into the woods that they are afraid of, mind you. My son did not like those woods. He always told me how afraid of them he was. He would draw pictures of them, creepy as ever, with shadow monsters, everything you'd expect from a six-year-old. They said, he must have wandered off. I said, no, there's no way. My son is not the adventurous type. I love the boy, but he does not try new things. He would not go into a place he was knowingly afraid of. 
I did all I could. I went to the police, I went to the city, I damn near went to the NHS. And nothing. Nothing. The security cameras didn't even show him walking away. They had a blind spot. How? 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 Do cameras for a primary school have blind spots? Children are what cameras are made for. So there's no blind spots that they can exploit. Children themselves are blind spots. It was a week. A whole week. Three days, but it may as well have been a week. We heard a knock at our door, and immediately my heart sank to my chest, because either that was a police officer ready to remove his hat and give me my condolences, or it was my son. And I don't know which scared me more. I know you're wondering, why would you be afraid of your missing son coming home? I didn't know what I would find when I opened that door. My husband opened the door. And as soon as I heard him call out my son's name, I ran to that door, scooped up my son, and held him for nearly an hour. He was dirty. Covered in dirt hair dishevelled, dark spots around his eyes, emaciated because he hadn't eaten in several days. We took him to A&E immediately and he was put on IV and that was when I started. My husband begged me to stop but I had to get answers so I started asking him questions. And all he could say was the hallways. Anything I asked him, he said, the hallways. The hallways, mummy. The hallways. Hands. Hands. Hair. Swell. That was it. That was all he would repeat. Hallways, hands, hair, swell. We tried to take him to a counsellor. Same story. And eventually he just stopped talking altogether. That does not happen to a child that just goes wandering off into the woods. Something took my child. And it wasn't human. It couldn't have been. It couldn't have been. Because long hands, long hands doesn't sound. He would say long hands, knife hands, long hands, knife hands, and that doesn't sound like a human. My husband said maybe it was a man, maybe it was someone with large hands, but no, 
didn't sound right. Something was telling me that that was not right. We couldn't get him to talk, so we had him draw pictures, and that furthered my suspicion, because what boy who goes lost in the woods draws hallways? Endless pictures of hallways strung together, taped wall to wall, ceiling to floor, moving him in, in impossible ways. And when I asked him to draw the person that took him, it made even less sense. He drew a figure that was both tall and short, wide and long, its arms curled and twisted, and its hair went everywhere all at once, and if we put all the pictures together, it would fill one wall, one wall of this thing that took my son, and my husband assured me that it was just the rendition of a child who had dealt with a horror, but... There was no evidence he'd been taken. He wandered out of the woods. He came from the woods. He was in the woods the whole time. It didn't make any sense. So I'm asking you to make sense of it. Search through your mounds of papers, cabinets of files, and figure out what this thing is. Please. I'm begging you. I don't know how to help him. If I know what took him, maybe I can. Thank you. Oh no, I wasn't kind to your receptionist. I wasn't kind to you when you led me to this room. But thank you. No one else would listen to me. They all called me crazy. I'm sorry about your pencil. I write a bit hard when I'm scared. Statement ends. Follow up for this statement shows that her son, I will leave him nameless, did indeed go missing in the woods for a total of three days. There is no evidence to show he was taken by anything, but the description of the thing that he drew bears an alarming resemblance to the thing that visited me in archival storage weeks ago. Another detail that alarms me is that the boy's friends are listed, his family, all of them, listed in the file. One name stands out among the rest. The list names Christina Whitel as his best friend. I don't know what that could mean. I don't. But her reappearing among the statements is concerning. End recording. Kelmer with the Recording is a fan-made podcast based on the Magnus Archives by Rusty Quill. All opinions, ideas, and stories shared are that of my own and should not reflect the opinions of Rusty Quill LTD or their associates. This podcast is licensed under Creative Commons share-alike, non-commercial license. We're running low on statement ideas, so pop over to Gmail or wherever you email from and 
send us a statement. CalumNightworthy at gmail.com. We're always welcoming new scares. Thank you for listening. And face your fears. Goodbye.